In a world full of distractions, there is one big question on every dog owner's lips. How do I become more than just the person holding the other end of the leash? We all get dogs with a dream in mind, a vision of the future. And if right now your everyday reality isn't quite that picture you had in mind, you are in the right place. It really doesn't have to be this way. You absolutely can and will be more to your dog than just the person who gets in between them and the world. The key is you need to be more sexy. More sexy than the neighbourhood cats. More sexy than the jogger in the park. More sexy than that half-eaten hamburger they just found on the floor. And yes, even more sexy than the dog across the road. I'm Tom. And I'm Lauren. Together Together we're we're Absolute Absolute Dogs. Dogs. And you're listening to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. Welcome to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast, the podcast that teaches you how to be the very best dog owner your dog could ever wish for and to live a stress-free life with your dog. Now, one of the things that we have come to see more and more frequently, I suppose, Tom, is um, understanding how someone sometimes accidentally puts their dog in a situation over and over and over and over and over and over again just to kind of test it and see where it's at whereas actually we've come to a a different mindset and we feel that that is worth sharing with all of you sexier than a squirrel podcast listeners so what we're going to be talking about are the two types of training and really what you should be doing for each type of training so um, as a as a general rule you probably heard us talk about this before but if not don't worry we like to think about training in the situation putting your dog in the situations in which they struggle and then um you know trying to teach them in that moment as really not really leading to success and it tends to be whenever you're feeling frustrated or stressed or a little bit disappointed or like things aren't going very well you've accidentally crept too much into the situation and on the flip side of that there's then training for the situation which is where we skill our dog dogs up we reshape their brains by playing games with them so that they're better able to deal with the situation and every situation you know has its own let's say skill requirements like for example let's take the idea of pulling on lead now a lot of people think pulling on lead is a behavior that needs to be trained this As in is going to be around a village hall or yeah. a car park or constantly feeding your dog every single time they walk around. You might yeah. need to walk around for six, seven hours some days. I mean, it's like a constant repetitive thing, right? The That's how people believe is, it. Exactly. And the reality is that actually if your dog has the skills required for the situation, we'll talk about those in a second, then actually they'll loose lead walk. They won't pull on lead no matter what's going on. And yet you would have never done a loose lead walking session. Now, what might those skills be? Well, they would be, first of all, the skill of proximity having value in staying close it would be the skill of calmness right having a nice low arousal level despite what distractions are happening in the environment it would be the skill of disengagement be seeing distractions but thinking they're none of my business i'm going to carry on on the route that i'm on it'd also be the skill of optimism not being worried about things in the environment if your dog has those skills in abundance whether they've ever been on a lead or not when you put that lead on they will walk nicely on that lead I think that is such an amazing moment when you realize and appreciate just what that means. And um, my dog, Tokyo, he, I suppose, was one of my like wake ups to 
blinking hell, this actually really, really is pretty cool because uh, owning a dog through a lockdown period um, and most of his life being throughout a lockdown period meant that actually he probably didn't have as many on-leash experiences because I largely spent time at our own property. And so actually putting him on leash, and I remember going to um, beautiful, beautiful coastal paths um, just as um, we came out of like a lockdown in the UK um, a while back now. And I was just absolutely blown away by how beautiful for his loose lead walking was how he went on a flat collar how I hadn't ever practiced it I hadn't really ever needed to put him on a lead because at home it just wasn't something that was required for around the paddocks here and the fields here and and where we we can walk right from our our house and straight off site and so I think it's that moment that you realize all of these components, you put them together. It's kind of like baking a great cake. Now, I'm not going to go into too much detail here because I'm not a great baker, but I appreciate my students bake for me, which is always appreciated. Uh, Shout out to my students. Um, And so for me, it would be um, putting all those ingredients in. And at the end, you just get something that you just weren't even. I just, it just, honestly, you can hold him on your little finger. Like it's, it's a cool thing. And then there are other people who are complaining that because of a lockdown, it's made their dog so much worse for us. As long as you're putting the right components in, Tom, Mm -hmm. then wow, what a result. And, you know, the other example might be, you know, the difference between the two types of training. Let's say you've got a dog who is unpredictable with other dogs. They struggle to have dog-dog conversations or dog-dog interactions. And um, the the kind of conventional training approach would be you need to socialize them. They need to meet 20, 30 different dogs. putting them in that situation. Keep taking them out. Mm. Make sure they see the Rottweiler, the Doberman, the German Shepherd, the Poodle. They must meet a Labrador, a Retriever a dash hound a border collie a kelpie a springer spaniel and the reality is that actually they know how to have those conversations they just don't have the skills to implement them they don't have the skill of calmness to stay calm in that conversation they don't have the the skill of optimism to you know think that the other dog is nothing to worry about despite the other dog maybe saying some swear words at them they don't have the skill of disengagement to understand that at some point the conversation needs to end and again those skills they don't get taught in the situation no other dog is going to teach your dog i was having a conversation with someone the other day who who um said that basically their dog got run into by another dog and the owner said and, and their dog was very upset about that and was you know saying all kinds of swear words at the the little dog that that ran in and the owner was saying in the distance don't worry he needs to be told that they're not going to teach each other good things, okay? (laughs) Quite the opposite. Probably what's going to happen is uh, knock by knock, that dog is um, is going to become more pessimistic about that because they're going to start to actually think maybe these dogs are something to worry about. Maybe they're deliberately here. And then what happens is that actually that other owner is then going to start putting that dog on lead thinking oh gosh now my dog has occasionally barked or even maybe snapped at another dog that they've run into that dog is now frustrated because they still can't disengage even though they're on lead they're also now pessimistic and in turn what we now have is a dog that's barking and lunging at every dog the 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 key here is that learning in the situation is not going to help this it needs to be for the situation these things escalate really really fast like you might think you've seen it and and it's there and you acknowledge it like right i will work on that or do something about that or acknowledge that and then suddenly wham bam there it is and it's a full-blown reactive dog problem now i'm going to give you an example tom and i was walking around an event not very long ago and um the lady was there uh, walking her dog um and i was at a dog show so it's an agility show and she said oh he's been so good 
all day. And when I'd seen him, he was lunging, he was barking, he was pulling, he was practically in the agility arena and he was pretty um, hyped up. Now, I think there's also a level of perspective because for me, that's very much training in the situation. She was training focus and and loose lead and, and, and chilling out around that scenario. It's very much in the situation. It's very much, yes, you might get glimpses of success, but it's sort of sandwiched between 99% of failure. Yeah. Um, and those little bits of hope that you live for in the middle just aren't worth the losses that you're, well, the, the withdrawals you're taking yeah. from your account there. And, and the power here is that quality over quantity is what transforms dogs' behavior. You know, it, it, it's not about, it, you could do the, I don't know, let's say three times your dog checks in with you on a on a walk okay now is that going to get more frequent or not that's actually not determined by by that information alone well how long was the walk was it three times in you know a a, a 20 30 second walk that you did you just kept, went out the front door you got three check-ins and you went home that is going to change your dog's behavior that is going to get them to do it more in the future was it instead three check-ins on a three-hour hike where actually they just ran off quite a lot of the time they were nowhere to be seen quite a lot of the time and they spent most of their time with their nose to the ground and ignoring your pleas for um, interaction that is going to create a dog that does that increasingly and so um the cool thing about when you when you move to a world of training for the situation and you want to start putting your dog in the situation a little bit more you get the opportunity to actually say okay i'm going to put my dog in the situation but it's going to be a mini situation so it's going to be for a short amount of time it's going to be in an easy location and my sole purpose and focus in that situation is actually to say right what do i need to do to make this picture look great for 30 seconds so that my dog rehearses is exactly what I want and then I take them out of the situation and nothing but what I want yeah. and I think this is the important thing let's get a level of rehearsing success and only success let's get a, a level of errorless learning yeah. let's get a level of uh, this is how we do it like yeah. this is what it's about not this is what we don't do and this yeah. is what we rehearse and I think the other thing to always remember absolute dog students out there and listeners of the sexy than a squirrel podcast we want you to remember that rehearsal is learning yeah rehearsal Rehearsal is what they become. What you rehearse, you become. What you rehearse day in, day out is what becomes habit. It's what becomes formed. It's what becomes known. It's what becomes your very bones of learning. Like it's important. I've got a great example of this actually. And it's it's an example at my own expense, but it's it's an example all the same. Okay. And that is that um, I have this this thing that I do. It's never been reinforced. Nobody's ever taught me it. Um, And yet it's just a thing that I find myself doing that when I'm writing up my notes, let's say from a behavior console i'm sat on my computer i'm typing away and what i do is i stick my tongue out to the left okay so it's literally always like uh, to the left and um i don't know why i do it to now the left, to it's the never left. Yeah, exactly <laughs> maybe that's it maybe it's secretly a beyonce fan, <laughs> um so um the the point is is i'm doing this and i'm like oh, i'm aware i do it i don't mind it. i find it weirdly comforting and i think that's that's very you know benign innocent thing and then um i i had to do a, a dressage test in, oh in you stick your tongue out and i watched this dressage test back and i was like Oh, you know, I, I went away from it thinking, God, I really smashed that. I did, that was uh, that went really well. I watched the video back, and you could tell the parts that I was really working hard. 
because the tongue that came tongue out. There. <laughs> the tongue there it was. And I was like, no longer is this, you know, something that that is is that shouldn't be tackled. It needs to be tackled out. But that was just purely rehearsal. That's never been reinforced. That's never been punished. That's never been taught to me. I've never. That's never been a conscious process where I thought, oh, I'm going to do that more. Um, instead, this looks, this looks just, good. Here just, we go. <laughs> just by the nature, <laughs> just by the nature of me doing that. Concentration practicing it, I find myself doing it at other times. So, you know, then you think about um, all those things that our dogs do. They're not doing them to be be difficult. They're they're not doing them to be rude. They're just doing them because that's what they've always done. A really good example of this one, Tom, and I think you'll resonate with this one, and I think it'll resonate with a lot of the listeners, Mm. is that actually Tokyo, as brilliant as Mr. Golden Balls has ever been, I literally caught him three or four times in the last 10 days barking out of my window, like barking at who's going by. Now, he's had a few years of being an absolute gem at sitting in that window and being able to watch and being able to look at the world go by. And he's taken to barking. Now, I noticed that I'd been away. And obviously, as much as we have um, people in the house, he... um, has been allowed, I feel, to do a little bit more of that mm. and being able to rehearse it a bit more. So what I've done is I've interrupted that rehearsal. If I'm not supervising him or I'm not there, then we've had to change it up a little bit. We've mm. not given him so much opportunity to practice exactly. that. And I think it's something that is really important that we consider. So when we're thinking about training for the situation and training in the situation, actually consider what are they rehearsing? Am I growing them in the direction mm. I want them to grow in? When I'm not supervising, they are still learning. So actually, I'm still then training in the situation, even mm. I might not mean to be him sitting in the window is in the situation so I do need to be a bit mindful of this so if we're not going to be in then ideally we don't give him the position of the window so it's it's just considering things on a wider picture yeah absolutely and and the key here is is getting them to rehearse the good stuff but not in a background of rehearsing all kinds of stuff that we don't want the aim is we're always looking to rehearse as much good stuff as we can and that might mean keeping it short it might mean utilizing some management strategies it might mean being smart about where we start to take things on the road right you've got the power the power is in your hands the games are in your hands and you are in control of a lot as humans we can focus a lot on what we're not in control of you are in control of this Absolutely. You know, focusing on what you're not in control of doesn't get you anywhere. Focusing on what you are in control of, you'd be surprised at what you're in and control of. makes you feel like Lara Croft, makes you stick yeah. your chest out, makes you literally empowered to the max because actually there's a there's a hell of a lot you can yeah. do about it. So with that, guys, go forth, be in control. It is time to play those games. It's time to train for the situation, not in it. And remember that whenever you're feeling stressed, frustrated, disappointed, like there's no hope, that's mean, that means because you've spent too much time in the situation let's readjust the balance and remember everybody stay, stay sexy. sexy hey before you go have you taken part in the worldwide sexier than a squirrel challenge it's a 25 day online video program huge energy amazing community and over 6,000 people are already taking part only question is you know where you are today where do you want to be 25 days from now head to absolute dogs.me forward slash sexy 